We are in Yavamos Chof Aleph Amir Aleph, 21A4 in the Art School of Gemara. The Gemara now is going to go through the list of the Shneos, the list of the different cases where there is a rabbinic prohibition to marry one of your relatives. On a Torah level, it's perfectly permissible, but on a rabbinic level, they said that there's a rabbinic prohibition. And the reason for the prohibition, as Rashi explains, and as we explained yesterday from the Gemara, is that we are concerned that if uh, they become per- if they're permissible, so then w- people will come to then allow the actual Torah prohibitions. That if we allow certain individuals, so then uh, others will then also be allowed. Others that are prohibited on a Torah level. So let's go through the the list here. Now it's going to get a bit confusing as we go through the list and to keep every uh, every relative in mind, and therefore I will, at least on the WhatsApp group, I will send a document, and we'll be going through a document which um, has a certain diagram, so that it's easier to follow the list. And also, if you look in the Art School Gemara, on 21A4, on the bottom of 21A4, it also highlights, uh, through a diagram, all the different relatives that are prohibited on a rabbinic level. So let's see this inside. Tana Rabbanan. Not, sorry, we're on 21A3 towards the bottom, and we're going to move on to 21A4 where the diagram is. Tana Rabbanan. Ma'ahim ha-shneos. What are the various cases of shneos? Aim imo ve'aim aviv. So the first cases are pretty easy. This is also um, on page 7 in the diagram that I'm going to send you. The first one is your Mother's mother. Your mother's mother on a Torah level is permissible. On a rabbinic level, there is a prohibition. On page 8, we then include not just your mother's mother, but also your father's mother. That is case number 2. We're gonna, I believe we're going to go through 8 different cases. So case number 2 is your father's mother. Case number 3. the avi aviv, v'eishis avi imo. So case number 3 is eishis avi aviv. So now it's not just your grandmother, but it's also your step-grandmother, your grandfather's wife, or uh, meaning your father's father's wife, or your mother's father's wife. Um, so that, it's either your paternal step-grandmother or your maternal step-grandmother. So that's found on page 9 and 10 in the diagram that I will send on the WhatsApp group. So that's all in terms, so the first four were in terms of grandmother slash step-grandmother. Number five and number six are aunts. Um, So number five is your father's maternal half-brother's wife. Uh, So you will see this in uh, page number 11. It's your father's brother. They are related because uh, they have share a mother. Uh, so the father's brother's wife. That is case number five. Case number six is also an aunt, but it's in a different way. It is now your mother's. This is in, on page 12 in the diagram that I'm going to send. It is your mother's brother where they share a father, your mother's brother where they share a brother, and his wife. Um, on a Torah level, just to keep in mind, on a Torah level, 
So the grandmothers are not prohibited, but the mothers are prohibited. It's a, those are all concerns that uh, it's going to end up leading to uh, a society in which the mother then becomes permissible. Also on a Torah level, the aunt is, there is a prohibition, but only uh, when it is your father's paternal brother's wife. When it's your father's paternal paternal brother's wife, that's the Torah prohibition. And so therefore on a rabbinic level, they said your father's maternal brother's wife or your mother's paternal paternal brother's wife. In either two of those two cases, which is not prohibited on a Torah level, but we're concerned that if you allow those, then people will come to allow your father's paternal brother's wife. But you can see those two cases on page 11 and 12. On now Vakalas Beno Vakalas Bito, these are the last two. So this is found on page 13. Your daughter in law, there's a Torah prohibition on your daughter in law. You cannot marry your daughter in law. On a rabbinic level, they said your son's daughter in law. So if you have a son, your son's daughter in law, that's page 13. And then on page 14, you have your daughter's daughter in law. That is the eighth and uh, final case of, of that list. Sorry, the list does go on, but that is the eighth case. So again, it's the grandmothers, step-grandmothers, uh, two cases of an aunt, which are not a Torah prohibition, and then the son's daughter-in-law or the daughter's daughter-in-law. Moving on um, is on page 15. They do say that it is permissible to marry your father-in-law's wife. There is permissible, even on a rabbinic level, it's permissible to marry your father-in-law's wife, uh, not your mother-in-law. I mean, it can't be your wife's uh, um, mother, your wife's actual mother, but your wife's stepmother, it is permissible to marry. That is on page 15, to see that. That is on page 15. Uh, but if there's a prohibition, ubeishas, uh, Chorgo. Sorry, and it's permissible to marry. The those are two cases that are permissible. One is your father-in-law's wife, and Dubeishes Chorgo. If your wife, if you have a stepson, your wife's son's wife, that is permissible to marry. Also, even on a rabbinic level, it's permissible to marry your uh, stepson's wife. Obviously, they would have to either get divorced or your stepson would have to die in order for you to marry her, but it would be permissible to marry your your stepson's wife. However, it is usher, it is forbidden to marry uh, this is now on page uh, 17, if you just follow along with the diagrams, uh, but it is forbidden to marry your sorry, that's on page 16, no, 17, I was right, uh, it, that it's, it's uh, forbidden to marry your stepson's daughter, which is really the granddaughter of your wife, right? It's the granddaughter of your wife, so it's your step-granddaughter. Uh, that becomes forbidden. We're actually going to see in the Gemara that that is actually a Torah prohibition. That's not just a rabbinic tro- prohibition, that's a Torah prohibition, and the Gemara is going to ask, why is this included in the list? If that is a Torah prohibition to marry your wife's granddaughter, that is a Torah prohibition. The mutter u bito, and now the step son 
going in the other direction, your wife's son is permissible to marry if you have another wife. So let's say you have one wife and uh, either you divorce or you were married to two wives at the same time, which used to be permissible. Uh, so then your stepson is allowed to marry a different one of your wives, a second wife. Um, and that's found on page 18. Or uh, a stepson is also allowed to marry his uh, stepfather's daughter. So if you have step-siblings where um, one comes, the daughter is from the father's side and the son is from the, from the mother's side or vice versa. So then that becomes, that is permissible. That is, that is, uh, that is totally permissible, both on a Torah level and on a rabbinic level, and that's on page 19. The Brisa then concludes, The um, the stepson's wife, which we said is permissible, the stepson's wife is allowed to say, uh, the stepson's wife is allowed to say, I am allowed to marry you. I'm allowed to marry my my husband's stepfather, but my daughter is forbidden to you. And we're going to see that my daughter, i.e. Uh, his wife's grand, granddaughter, is forbidden, and we're going to see it even on a Torah level. So the Gemara even asks this. The Gemara asks, your, uh, your wife's granddaughter is a Torah prohibition. So why is it included in the list? There's a Torah it says in the Pasuk that you're not allowed to marry your wife and her granddaughter. Mishum to Lemisni, moving on to 2185. Uh, because in the beginning, when the stepson's wife says, I'm permissible to you and my daughter is forbidden to you. Uh, and the point is, the reason why, she, why she's saying that is saying, I'm permissible to you, even on a rabbinic level, even though my daughter, who's your wife's granddaughter, is forbidden on a Torah level, they didn't make a rabbinic prohibition on me. So that's why they include that case. They don't include that case because it's a rabbinic prohibition. It is a Torah prohibition. But they do include that case to show the, the contrast, that the, that the your wife's granddaughter is a Torah prohibition, but they did not prohibit your wife's son, your stepson's wife. So the Gemara then asks, oh, so include the following case. So why don't we include the following case? We're also, uh, we see that something's permissible, even though there's a close relative on a Torah prohibition, which is forbidden. Why don't we say, also include one's father-in-law's wife? We should say that the ones, if you have a father, your step-mother-in-law, uh, to say to the son-in-law, I'm permissible to you, but my daughter, what does it mean my daughter? My daughter means that uh, your wife's maternal sister is forbidden to you. So your wife's maternal sister is uh, forbidden to you. Uh, so so why don't why don't we include that case? Because the, the stepmother mother-in-law is permissible, but her daughter is forbidden because the daughter ends up being your wife's maternal sister. So why don't we show that there's a contrast there between mother and daughter where the mother is permissible and the daughter is forbidden. So my answer is no, that's not included in the list because it's only for a technical reason why it's not included in the list because your wife's sister, as we've mentioned in the past, does become permissible at some point in time. 
or could become permissible at some point in time. If your wife passes away, if you get divorced, it's still forbidden. But if your wife passes away, so then it's permissible to marry your wife's sister, even on a Torah level, on a, on a rabbinic level. Uh, and so therefore, it's not included uh, as the contrast, because it's not as stark of a contrast, because there are times where it's permissible to marry your wife's sister. So they only include the case of your uh, stepson's wife, where it's always permissible, and then uh, her daughter is always forbidden. That's a starker contrast than to discuss the case of your stepmother-in-law, your wife's stepmother, and her daughter, because the daughter does become permissible at times, i.e. when your wife passes, when the wife uh, passes away. Okay, that is the end of the list. So that's the end of the list. We had um, essentially uh, nine. Uh, we had nine cases. We were here, nine cases of a rabbinic prohibition. The Gemara now says, Amar Rav. Rav says, there are four women where um, it's not just a it, it's a prohibition only for that particular uh, relationship. Meaning as follows: there are the following four women where the prohibition only exists on that level. For all other cases that we've mentioned on a rabbinic level, it exists for future for uh, more generations than what was just mentioned. For example, what I mean by that is, is as follows. When we say that the grandmother is forbidden, your father's mother, it doesn't just mean your father's mother, your grandmother, it also means your great-grandmother, your father's father's mother. That's also forbidden. It goes up and down in the uh, in the family tree. Uh, but there are four examples where it's only for that particular relationship. It's not for the great, uh, it's not for the generation above, the generation below of that of that relationship. So your so your mother's mother, your father's mother, that goes up. It's your great grandmother, great great grandmother. All all those cases are forbidden. But the following cases, it is permissible. It's only forbidden for those examples, but it's permissible for the following examples. And we're going to see that the logic is the reason behind this is because for the following examples where it's permissible uh, outside of just that particular uh, relationship is because it's not it, it's not like on going up and down in the generations, there's a Torah prohibition. It's just a concern that it's it's confused with a different case, but not that it's actually up and down in the in the family tree in the generations that there is a Torah prohibition. So let, let's see this inside. It is a little confusing. Nakar Rav Biadetlas. Rav he said there are, there are four cases. He knew that there are four cases, but uh, he only knew of three of the four cases. He only he didn't figure out the the fourth case. So what are the four case, three cases that he has? So this goes back to the case of your mother's paternal brother's wife. So your aunt. Two of the cases are your aunt. The two cases of the aunt, which are rabbinic prohibition. Your father's maternal maternal brother's wife. Those are the second case. And your daughter-in-law. We're going to see what exactly does the daughter-in-law mean, because your daughter-in-law is a Torah prohibition, not a rabbinic prohibition. So those were the three cases. Ziri figured out the fourth case. The fourth case is your mother's father's wife, your step, your step uh, grandmother, or your mother's father's wife. And the simon, the way to figure it out, the mnemonic to figure out the fourth case, which Rav did not figure out, is just one above Rav, meaning Rav gave his first two cases were your aunt, your uncle's wife, two cases of your uncle's wife, and then the fourth case is not your aunt, but if you go up a generation, it's your, it's your mother's father's wife, it's a step grandmother. 
so Gemara wants to know, Rav, my time So why didn't Rav figure out the fourth case? How come he didn't figure out the fourth case? So the Gemara answers, We're concerned that if you're going to say your step-grandmother is only for that generation, so then we're confu- you're going to be confused with the case of um, your father's father's wife. Meaning the case was, which, which only applied to that generation, was your mother's father's wife, where there is no Torah prohibition uh, going down a generation because it's on the mother's side, your mother's father's wife, we're afraid that you're going to confuse it with your father's father's wife. Your step-grandmother through your father's side. And the step-mother through your father's side, so that is um, a real concern because your father's, uh, your father's, uh, your your own stepmother is a Torah prohibition. Your father's wife is a Torah pro- prohibition. So that does go up and down in all generations as long as within the generations there's a Torah prohibition, which where there is your father's stepmother. Uh, but it doesn't go through the mother's side because there's no concept of your stepmother through the mother. Uh, so, but Rav says we're, we would be concerned that you're going to confuse the two: your mother's father's wife, uh, your, which is your step grandmother, with the other step grandmother of your mother of your father's father's uh, wife. Uziri says no. People know the difference. People know that the Torah prohibition only exists from the father's side, not from the mother's side, and so therefore we're not conf- we're not going to be confused by these two cases, and that's why the fourth case is included. Okay, now the Gemara gets into a different discussion, uh, a, a side discussion of this discussion, and it says as follows: Kalaso, the daughter-in-law that we mentioned in the in the of the four cases, Daraisahi, turning the page to Chavalim base to twenty-one B, that is a Torah prohibition. Why is that included? That you're not allowed to marry your daughter-in-law. That's a Torah prohibition. So the word says, Ema Kalas Beno. No, what we're referring to here is your son's daughter-in-law. Because Beno Yishla Hefzik. But your son's daughter-in-law, that doesn't also go for future generations. If it's your son's son's daughter-in-law, that's also a, tor- that's also a rabbinic prohibition. So the Bryce says, the question is, the Bryce says that there is a prohibition that exists for all future generations, even for the case of your son's daughter-in-law. It also exists for your son's son's daughter-in-law. All those cases are a uh, are, are a rabbinic prohibition, so it can't be referring to that case. Rather, what's the case? It's rather, it's referring to the case of your daughter's uh, daughter-in-law. For your son's daughter-in-law, that exists for all generations going down. That exists also for your son's son's daughter-in-law. All that exists because out of concern that you're going to end up, that somebody will end up marrying their daughter-in-law, their actual daughter-in-law, which that comes from the son's side. But when it's your daughter's daughter-in-law, so that does not have a Torah prohibition going up or down because it's only for your own, i.e. the male daughter-in-law. But there's a rabbinic prohibition on the daughter's daughter-in-law. That does not exist for all generations. And now we have an interesting story here. Da Amar Rav Chista Hamilsa Migavir Rabbi Shmili Rav Chista said, "I heard something from a great person, Amar Rabbi Ami from Rabbi Ami, and Lo Asher Kala Kala." He had a very vague statement where he said they did not uh, forbid the Kala except for the Kala. Amrli called Delay Milifnai Havis, and uh, the uh, the astrologers used to tell me, which is interesting that he followed the words of the astrologers, that I would become a great person. So I didn't know. I mean, uh, I didn't know if that means that I'll be a great uh, Torah scholar and therefore I'll be able to figure this idea out on my own. Or 
if I would be a school teacher, which is also great, uh, but I wouldn't figure it out on my own. I would have to ask the rabbis that are in the study halls in the base medrash. But now, but now I realize that what they meant was that I'll be a Torah giant as I'll figure it out on my own. We went past the 20-minute mark, but we'll finish in a minute. What it means is that the daughter's daughter-in-law is only forbidden because of the son's daughter-in-law. Essentially, there's no Torah prohibition that's on the going up and down the generations for the daughter's daughter-in-law, only for the son's daughter-in-law, so therefore it only applies for that particular case. The Gemara then concludes and just gives examples of those days where you have a son's daughter-in-law and a daughter's daughter-in-law. We have different cases here where they show through different family trees how you have the cases of the daughter's daughter-in-law and the son's daughter-in-law. Okay, that concludes the Gemara. Uh, we'll continue uh, the Gemara in the next recording.